Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Arjun is my pal Al. <laughs> and with me is Casper. That yeah, yeah. yeah right. like, that's a classic Bowie tune, man. Mm-hmm. And uh as hinted at by my catchy sweet nickname, I have a pal named Arjun. And Arjun is our guest today. Hello, hello. You, you <laughs> could you could have done that nickname both ways. You know, Al, like as your pal, as my pal, Al's pal, Arjun. Oh yeah, you know, I could have if I Absolutely. were a clever man. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> the the thing is, if I may, I mean, it's it's actually very like lucky and serendipitous that he, that was always your nickname. You know, a friend named Arjun. So it was just like it was meant to be. <laughs> it got a lot less weird once I made a friend named Arjun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you didn't have to explain anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, we're off just on a weird note. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, uh, Arjun, I don't know the 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 proper way to say your title so i'm gonna let you introduce yourself tell us who arjun is and and uh, what you do and uh yeah all right well i uh you know i guess first and foremost i'm a wild and crazy guy sorry (laughs) (laughs) hashtag tinder profile (laughs) anybody is right (laughs) like some of these things i don't know if people even remember or understand they're like this you know why is he talking like that what's who is this guy uh, but in fact, <laughs> oh, so on my, uh, on all of my, I don't know, uh, cards and social media, I, I proclaim myself as being a producer, recordist and mix engineer, which, you know, I am all those things. Um, I am a freelancer now, you know, as a lot of us in the creative world are, I guess I'm a creative professional. I, that, that might be the, the best, <laughs> the best way to describe me. Um, aside from recording and producing and mixing i also uh do a lot of consultation work in like curriculum development uh and things like that in academia i'm very fortunate to um you know be currently and for the last couple of years doing some work with berkeley college of music uh in getting their a new facility in new york city sort of up and running and helping develop the curriculum that goes in there which is wow yeah yeah we are a little underqualified to be talking to you. <laughs> no, no, no. Go but on. it's super rad to have you. Here. I can play bar chords. That's <laughs> for at least 30 seconds yeah. before my hand cramps. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think the, uh, the, the, the tie that binds is, uh, we, uh, like, before this started, we were chatting about guitar pedals. I, you know, I feel like all of us play guitar and love music. And, you know, maybe, maybe we have a few... You know, a few more pedals than we'd know what to do with. Like, um, you know, just, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> no. I know what to do with just, every one of I, my pedals. <laughs> I exactly know how to use my oh, desk pedal. Come on. <laughs> and I definitely That's use so all funny. 16 patches of my atmosphere. It's so funny that you said that because I am just trying to wrap my brain around what that pedal does and it's out there man and I in no way it. do i also have a pile of pedals not on pedal boards oh my gosh no no i i definitely don't either yeah um, uh, no uh, so. excess here nope. uh, <laughs> definitely not. Um. well okay well uh, so art so basically well dear listeners what we're establishing is argent smart we monkeys <laughs> and uh 
we're excited to have him on. Yeah. So uh, let's kick it off. We we usually start the show off by by having a pre-show chat and talking about mm -hmm. where we're going to go, and uh, we did none of that today. Nope. That's right. So, uh, you know, basically, I, what I we're did. Gonna, I did yeah. ask Arjun if he liked the sound of his own voice recorded, though, which is a weird question to ask. Like, <laughs> do you like the feeling of your own biceps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when the answer is yeah, no. Always. I'm majestic. And rippled. You know, I was like, thank you for asking. No one, no one's asked me that before. I, you know, <laughs> I love yeah. your biceps, Arjun. You're like a derby stallion. <laughs> oh. You're too kind. You're clearly you felt my biceps a few years ago and not recently. Uh, but, well, but I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm I'm just another guitarist. I also like my biceps doughy and, yeah, oh, and, and, and also to be like you know just just because you know I mean this is what we're talking about. Casper, I hope to one day meet you and feel your biceps. Oh, it's, it's an, open, an open an open offer, like, sir. <laughs> the traditional <laughs> greeting amongst our people. Let me feel your biceps amongst <laughs> our people. Do you even, do you even oh lift, boy, do you uh, <laughs> li lift? All right, well, we kick every, Let's 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 fire into what we've been up to this week, uh, music yeah. and or guitar related. Uh, Casper, when you kick it off, me kick it off. You kick it off. Do me it. Kick it off? I'm always I'm... asking you, so you you go. All right, I'll kick it off, and then uh, we'll do you. I'll go last. We'll get to oh, fine, <laughs> ladies you, and gentlemen. Done. I will do something. Uh, okay, <laughs> me this week. Well, I'm easy. Honestly, I haven't really been up to much. I haven't played guitar at all this week, so I feel a little bit bad about. Um, to be honest, I I I. Got a ground control audio amateurazu mm. recently. Yes, you did. And I haven't, nice. I haven't taken a moment to sit down and play it yet. I know, I know. Dude, you were lusting after that for forever, the last, like couple I of know. years. And we're gonna do a review on it on an upcoming episode, but uh, I just haven't had the time. I've been doing other stuff, and I haven't made the time to to plop it on the pedal board and to mess around with it and stuff. I'm also gonna be taking. This little baby home, which mm -hmm. uh, is not shown because we're not on television. We're on podcast. <laughs> I, I, man, why doesn't everybody see what I'm seeing? But uh, the, <laughs> the the Lauren Audio Spitfire, mm -hmm. which uh, I had it for about yeah. 10 minutes, and then you've had it for the past two weeks, a couple of weeks. And, and it's, that's a, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take it back again, and I'm going to go play Do it. With it for a while. You're there. Yeah, you're not going to be disappointed with that. No, it's pretty awesome. Looking forward to that. Um, but before we fire into anybody else's week this week, I did want to do one thing mm. Mm -hmm. and that's, uh, on the podcast right now. Is this that thing? I want to give you the hello sailor effects range master. Uh, Ooh, okay. Wow. Because you've worked really hard. On uh, making the show the best it can be, You've done a lot of editing. You invested your own money in the roadcaster. Well, so you know we were trying to we were debating for a long time what to do with this pedal. <laughs> so I'm just declaring it now. Boom. Oh, done. Yours, dude. That Never has to leave your board again. I have goosebumps. I'm gonna cry, yeah. you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that pedal. Awesome. We so were. Nice. Uh, we were just talking about that. We uh, it, how great that pedal is and yeah. i know we we delved into it and i i just i actually this morning just dimed the dials on that thing and was going i was gone actually for a while and and i, I really do love it pedal. thank you Al. oh that's yeah. 
Thank you for all the hard work. So, uh, I love you, bro. Jeez. Anyway, all right. enough about our dumb lives. Let's talk to Arjun. What have you been up to this week, man? Yeah, man. This week, let's see. So, this is where um, Arjun embarrasses us by yeah, um, actually having like a ton cool of stuff, stuff on the go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, uh, I mean, in general, my weeks are like, you know, either they're pretty packed or they're not. You know, I've, uh, I spent like many weeks in this current sort of, um, uh, uh, quarantine time, should we say, um, you know, trying to like be productive, like trying to play guitar and, you know, get back to all those projects I have on the go, but I didn't finish. And, you know, I've done exactly like zero of those things. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, like, and it took me a while to like be okay with that. Like, it's kind of a, you know, this whole situation is kind of new to a lot of people, definitely me. And, uh, you know, I feel like now, I've wrapped my head around it a little bit. I've had the, uh, the chill time that I needed, I suppose. And so this past week was, you know, I felt like I was kind of productive. I had, um, um, I had some interactions with, uh, the Berkeley folks in New York and Boston, um, working with, uh, working with them on some more NYC curriculum stuff, which is, you know, which is amazing. I'm thankful for the opportunity to do that. Um, and then I've been restringing my guitars one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of those things that you know like if you have you know again I, you know uh maybe i'm the only one but i, I feel like i have a, a few guitars yeah maybe several even yeah do you remember so, how many you have anymore it, it's more than several yeah. <laughs> see arjun is one of the few people who was around when i my guitar collection was at its Peak, and I was approaching oh, yeah. 50 instruments kicking around. Oof. But I happen to know that Arjun has rarely, if ever, sold any of his guitars he's acquired throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So I, I gotta be, I gotta be thinking by now, buddy. You're approaching uh, a pretty high number yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, to to be so, to be honest, I was thinking about this uh, some time ago. Actually, no, I was thinking about it because I was trying to figure out how much time I needed to restring all the instruments I have, but. You know, I think electric guitars plus basses uh, plus a couple of acoustics and a mandolin and a pedal steel. You know, I think I have like 22 instruments uh, okay. of the stringed variety. Yeah. Not as bad as I thought you'd be by this point. No, uh, no. It's no. I've, I've held back actually what is I have, my I have a feeling guitar. that guitar is not the only instrument he plays though. <laughs> Or owns. Ah, dang it. <laughs> the, 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 there's some keyboards. Um, also, because I record, I have, you know, I spent like, you know, sort of what money I could spend for a while on uh, recording gear, like whether it's outboard gear, compressors, things like that, mic prees, or like, you know, when I find deals on microphones, that kind of thing. Um, so, but yeah, so that's what I've been up to. I played some guitar this week. I put my phone up and recorded myself playing some music and put it on Instagram because it like makes me, it still makes me like super uncomfortable to do that for some reason, but I just decided I would make myself do it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That is awesome. I think I saw a bunch of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You were, pl- were you, were you playing an Explorer at some point? No, yes. he was not playing an Explorer in point of fact. <laughs> As I segue into this, <laughs> this ambush. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to get into that later. That's a, yes. So, <laughs> sorry, Arden. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. He has no, no regrets. I know no, for a fact yeah. he has no regrets. Got, I got, I got no regrets. 
That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a, I play a, a Hamer Slammer. Uh, I think the serial number is an XP1. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we we will talk about the legendary oh. Hammer Slammer in a Thank bit, you. but let's let's get into what have you been up to, Casper? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So I've been uh, scouring the internet's and every local music shop I can call, looking for parts for my Aria build that I'm working on, and uh, so I've got my pickups, and I'm very pleased with those. Uh, I am looking for, you know, push-pull pots and such, and not the um, all-parts variety. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing, uh, even sometimes while uh, on my breaks at work. <laughs> the thing has just become an addiction. Um, but I can't seem to find a concentric 500K, 500K stacked potentiometer. Um <sighs> I'm just, it's killing me. And I know that the part exists, but trying to find one, uh, you know, that's not, say, in Australia, um, and it'll take eight months to get here uh, in the current shipping you, scenarios. You have no luck on eBay, huh? I don't shop on eBay. Okay. Hmm. Right. I don't shop on eBay just because I have have seen bad, bad things happen from eBay, eBay transactions. I don't want to buy something used. And I mm -hmm. maybe I just assume that everything on eBay is used. But <laughs> it's not, yeah. I know. I just I don't know. Stuff. Anyways, I just don't. Uh, I just don't shop on eBay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, but um, CTS builds one, and uh, it looks really good. I want one. Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're very distracting, Alan. I am. I am. Either way, the the guitar <laughs> that I get only has three. Uh, pot locations and i want to have a mm. two two volumes and two tones and and mm. coil split and phase and all that so uh yeah nice. it's it's got uh it's got to have all that stuff all right so that's what i'm working on there's this other thing the kids do called drilling a new hole you shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> i am not drilling another hole in my 30 plus year old guitar okay but this is <sighs> listen listen I, you know i like this guitar mm -hmm. we've talked about how much i like this guitar I'm not I don't know why it. I'm waving at it like people can see it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not like it's to you. It's not like you can't find a, another one in pristine condition. They're not that rare. It is mm -hmm. a cool old guitar, but it's also not like you're drilling into a 1930s Rolls Royce or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> but at the same time, if I can keep it looking as stock as I can. Okay. And then if I ever wanted to, I would just put all the factory hardware back in it and it could go down the road convert or go down the road, to, convert it back and convert it back to factory original, not working. Well, well you know, it has one working pickup. <laughs> so uh, anyways, that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to find this dang pot and it's really uh, getting to me. So um, there's that. And then um, I know I alluded to this last uh, episode, but I did get a doctor scientist atmosphere in the mail mm. uh -huh. and it is glorious and uh <laughs> i i am such uh i'm so inept with reverb and space and time and all the stuff that everything i do on it is just like i have to turn the mix knob down or else i get overwhelmed mm. you know <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> so um yeah there's a lot going on on that pedal that i don't understand yeah, or that insane. i just have to like slowly sift through all the all the wicked stuff that it does. 
I haven't played the video game yet, though, on it. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't remember how to do it. <laughs> when, oh, I can. I think you hold the left hold, stomp yeah, and you, plug it in. You have to power it up while holding the left or right switch. One of the switches lets you change the background <laughs> when you power it up. The other switch, when you power it up, lets you play Flappy Side. Yeah, Flappy Side. So that I have not done yet, which is impossibly hard. I will let you. I will let you know how I how I make uh, with that. Next week. Yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's by it's by far the coolest reverb pedal I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I mean, am and I'm going off of an R V five as my <laughs> as my benchmark. Too. It's a great pedal, but it doesn't it's not it's not the atmosphere. No. Hmm. Well, sometimes you want a nice simple set and forget pedal. Yeah, it's yeah. still on my board. I can see that. Mm. <laughs> His board's right in front of me. <laughs> um, well, now I want to play Flappy Sigh. So while uh, you guys talk <laughs> podcast stuff, I'm gonna... <laughs> well, okay, L- let's 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 get into the man of the hour here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a little, I mean, for for my own uh, ego's sake, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna share a little bit. Arjun and I, we've been buddies for going on a decade and a half. Yeah. Ish, roughly. Yep. Met uh, in our very early 20s, uh, mm-hmm. college in, in our hometown. Um, I guess not your technical hometown or my technical hometown, but where we kind of did our <laughs> formative our, yeah. years. And, and we refer to it as our hometown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Prairie, Alberta. Shout hey. out GP. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounded like you said shut up, GP. <laughs> well, that did often needs to be told that too, but um and yeah, we, we came up in the same music scene, we were all in the same circles, good friends for a long time. That's not actually why he's on the show, but it is a perk. <laughs> I'll say. Oh yeah. <laughs> um and then you went off to uh Berkeley School of Music, and then you did uh, a couple of years abroad in Berkeley, Valencia. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then you came back and went to work for Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were, you are you still the director of education at the power center, power station? Is that you the know, technical? Yeah. So I, yeah, my, my, I guess my technical term would be uh, interim director of education, um, which I am currently. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's an interim position and, but 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 for now it's still on my email signature. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Arjun's done a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of places. He's met a lot of cool people. Uh, all of which pale comparison to me. Um, Thank you. Until he meets me and, <laughs> and touches my biceps, and That's you will saying. be forgotten. Then we will be <laughs> bicep bros. Oh, bicep Shut bros sounds bicep bros sounds like like a terrible jock jam band. Of a group of dudes that wears the tank tops that like the armpit, the arm, the armholes like dangle down oh to like gosh. their waist. Yeah, yeah, to right to the love handle. Yeah. So you can see Incredible. the meat display, <laughs> as uh, Patton Oswalt would say. <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. Oh, he's awesome. so good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> bicep bros. Um, bicep bro, forever bicep bros. Done. That's that's, that's it. it. Yeah. There we go. Hashtag bicep bros. Um, I don't know why I'm obsessed with hashtagging everything this last like week. 
Well, um, the... you are in charge of all of our social media, so it's like <laughs> you live a big giant hashtag, dude. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, the social media sucks. It's all my fault. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> it would suck a lot more if I was doing it because I got no uh-huh. time for it. So, <laughs> well, let's talk. Okay, so I mean, so we alluded, we kind of talked about it briefly, mm-hmm. but for a guy who's as skilled as you are and yeah. as educated as you are, and has has done some world traveling, met some cool peeps, had lunch mm-hmm. with Steve Vai. Oh. Why are you still playing a Hammer Explorer, <laughs> Mister Roy? Uh, oh my gosh. It's an ambush. I'm on the spot. Oh, God. Ah! oh no. <laughs> the call goes dead. So uh, a hammer. So just to, to fill in listeners, a hammer slammer is, is this hilarious. I was nineties. Nineties. Yep. 90s. Um, copy of uh, Gibson Explorer with a bolt on mm-hmm. neck. And, mm-hmm. uh, they were very, uh, marketed to the beginner student student market. Oh yeah. I don't know. They were not yeah. a high cost instrument. Mm-hmm. So. A budget price point. Yeah, tell us uh, about your baby, because I would say that <laughs> of all your guitars, that's your baby. It really is. It is. So um, that instrument happens to be the second guitar I ever owned. Um, my first guitar was a, uh, you know, again, stop me if you heard this one, a, a PV Predator. Uh, uh, oh, not a Raptor. <laughs> nope. Another Predator. A predator. PV predator Strat Copy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Obviously, now you're thinking, of course, the the slammer is a step up, you know, compared to that in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the, the Hamer was, yes, the second guitar I ever owned. I received it as a birthday present in, it's got to be like 1998. It could be 1999, but I think it was 1998. Um, and I don't know what it is about that guitar, but it just, you know, it's like the um, obviously quality control isn't, uh, you know, isn't a huge consideration in, in that line of instruments. Just, you know, let's be real. But that particular guitar is a great, great, uh, marriage of two pieces of wood. Um, it's surprisingly solid for <laughs> what it is. And, uh, it, boy, the, the neck just feels like home to me. Um, obviously, you know, I've owned it for, uh, or it's been mine for like 20 years at this point. So of course, you know, the familiarity would be a thing. But um, aside from that, there are all these, you know, all the abstract things that as musicians and players of instruments, you know, you kind of uh, fetishize in a way, like all of those things exist on this guitar. Like I couldn't tell you um, <laughs> in any clear way, like with, with bullet points of why it's awesome. But I guess the, I guess the overriding point is that it, for me, it just works. Um, I put EMGs in it a couple of years after owning it. Um, and because that was my, that was my thing. I was like a big Zach wild, you know, Zach wild, heavy music, uh, hard rock dude. And um, you didn't just stop there, man. I, oh, I no. still have visions of you on stage chain guitar strap that must've weighed three <laughs> times as much as the guitar. Yes. Hooked on oh, to eye hooks drilled into the guitar. Just pretty much. Amazing. <laughs> it's incredible how much that chain weighs. And when you say it weighs three times as much as a guitar, I mean, like, look, uh, everyone listening, he's not kidding. I, I recently discovered the chain packed away in a box downstairs. Yes. And, uh, you know, I pulled it out and I thought, my first thought was, ugh, this is so heavy. Ugh, 
you know, this weighs like three times as much as the guitar. Why did I ever do this? <laughs> uh, because Zach Wild, that's why. Pretty much. Yeah. That's you amazing, know, man. These are important considerations when you're a young guitarist. Oh, <laughs> uh, I still love it. That's, that's, I still, I still cherish those memories. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, that's, that's why, uh, is is that a sufficient explanation? I feel like you know. Yeah. I, I went. No, honestly, I think what works. I what I wanted to get to, what you yeah. did get us to, was, um, was that it was it it was that guitar you really got to be a guitarist on. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's the one you played to death. It's the one you modified for the first time. It's yeah. It's, it covers so many of those bases you know, for I think, a young guitarist, and it, it's cool totally. that you still have it. Yeah. Al made me sell my first electric guitar. What? Al did. Al, why would you do no this? No such thing. You, oh, you know. my gosh. How could you? <laughs> first off, he hated it. I did not hate that guitar. I just didn't play it. You kind of didn't like it either, though. It wasn't amazing. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, it was, I don't know if it's a... Uh, I wouldn't say it's any even a step up from no. the uh, from the slammer. No, mm, I'd say no. the slammer is actually quite a step quite up. a step up from from my first <laughs> one. Yeah, it was a Epiphone Les Paul Les Paul Special Two, the uh, the hundred and forty nine dollar version. <laughs> nice. <laughs> best, yeah. from best Buy or oh, I don't know. It probably was originally from Best Buy, <laughs> but I bought it. I bought it used, off of a kid that had it. Yeah. No, see, there's like the the thing about like the late the or any of the nineties actually student models is they were all typically Korean. Mm-hmm. And yes. some of them were even still Japanese at that point. Wow! Yeah. So I mean, you could get a student guitar from then, and it and it was a surprisingly decent instrument. I have a Korean SG, uh, Epiphone one, or G four hundred. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, from nineteen ninety six, that is, you know, arguably along the same lines as the Slammer, <laughs> laughably <laughs> student level instrument that I wouldn't part with for the world because yeah. it was that guitar for me. I think. But I think most guitarists have something like that, where it's just yeah. that one you really became a guitarist on. For you, Casper, <laughs> Dasper, that would actually be your redonkulously expensive Kronbauer. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, and I, nice. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but it it definitely is. I was I was still when I bought that guitar, I was still playing. I was still learning cowboy chords and mm-hmm. and but you know putting those chops together. Yeah. So uh, I mean. It, I, I you just happen to be a very grown man with a solid income, and <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> when you bought it, so. yeah, the rest of I, us were. I feel like I, I feel like I cheated a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. I think I've said this before, but I feel like I feel like I, you know, because I didn't start playing guitar when I was like twelve, and I was like just about thirty. Mm-hmm. It, it, I I didn't go through the growing pains like mm-hmm. most guitarists do. My growing <laughs> pains were were on a you know, a multi-thousand-dollar hand-built acoustic that, you know, I'll that I never have to part with. I never have to feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to grow out of. It, you know, it was just a a weird, a weird scenario that I that I now know nobody else goes through. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we all have a unique uh, journey and approach. I, yeah. I don't think there's yeah. a lot of people who are rocking EMG-loaded slammers either. So. <laughs> no. Uh. Fair In fact, enough. 
I'm willing to bet a lot of people don't remember the Slammer exists. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the what? Hey, I mean, by the way, if, if Hamer is, you know, if Hamer is listening, I mean, this is like a perfect endorsement opportunity. I mean, yeah. Like a treasure trove uh, of Slammers kicking around somewhere. We're going to have to do I an episode on, on how Hamer is a bit of an unsung hero in the guitar universe because that company is they're pretty gutted now. They're not really yeah. a thing. Yep. Which is too bad. But, too uh, bad. but anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know... This is where a pre-show chat would have been helpful. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, have a, I don't have a list of questions lined up and ready to go here. That's okay. But uh, I just wanted to get you on because you, you, you're kind of, you know, the, the mantra of the show mm-hmm. is to kind of touch base and bring together all things in the cultural zeitgeist of guitar. And uh, you're somebody who's rad as hell <laughs> and in the education kind of field mm-hmm. of guitar which is and not just like taking weekly guitar lessons with uh jake down the street who's, <laughs> but like yeah or like secondary education like or not even like yeah. the youtube variety you know we're no. talking it's you're you're in a an educational position yeah, far beyond that speaking of yeah. though get ready for our killer interview with phil from musician hey. nice later next month no i'm just kidding <laughs> you got <laughs> phil I, can, I got <laughs> Phil. I love yeah. Phil. <laughs> um, it, it's. It, I don't mean to dog or slam on YouTube um, yeah. lessons either. Just to no, that's that's, a, that's a, where I. That's, great that's how learn. I learned, honestly. No, but I, I just it's it's cool to have somebody of like. I don't think most guitarists go to post secondary education at all, let alone Berkeley or or something like that. So. Mm. It's it was, no, it was a serendipitous, unique opportunity and excuse to have my friend on the show with a good reason. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> so you've um. been playing guitar since you were how old? Oh, so I started playing guitar when I was 12. Um, we lived in London, England at the time. So I'm like, uh, you know, but I was going to say for people who don't know me, which is like, you know, actually most people don't know me but uh most people that will ever be in fact <laughs> in, don't yeah, worry and have we're been, gonna blow uh, those doors wide open with this show man <laughs> it's all dollar signs After from here buddy you're gonna be known <laughs> by tens of more peoples <laughs> you know what i you know after after the hashtag conversations we've been having i know i know this is gonna you know yeah. this is gonna push it over the edge yeah, that's right <laughs> Hashtag but, uh, that fame life though. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag Jake that down the street. Fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh uh, my gosh. Okay, oh so you gosh. started at twelve. Yeah, at twelve. Uh, so um, I was born in India, and we moved around a bit. We lived in uh, London, England, for a few years before moving to Canada. I moved to Canada when I was fourteen, and so it was one of those things at school. You know, at a certain point, at a certain grade, you can start taking music lessons if you wanted to. You can, you know get extra lessons in something or the other. So I being a person who, you know, have had loved music for years up until that point, um, you know, and I'd kind of idolized like Jimi Hendrix and Richie Blackmore um, and some, you know, cool cats like that. Uh, I said, Hey, I would love to do this school. Thank you. And I would love to take guitar lessons. And I started taking classical guitar lessons, which is what they offered. Um, of course, you know, like, uh, like, like a lot of us, you know, I, I'm sure when you're young, uh, know me certainly i wanted to like become like a rock guitarist extraordinaire and so i thought classical lessons geez but obviously since you know i didn't have a choice in the matter 
um, but I was just happy to like learn any kind of guitar. I thought, okay, you know, um, I'll learn classical guitar and when I get good enough, you know, maybe I'll convince uh, my parents to, to dish out for like rock lessons. And so I thought, okay, you know what? I can make this work. So the funny thing is the, I, I just love yeah. the idea of rock lessons, not guitar right? lessons, no, no. Yeah, totally. it's rock. rock lessons. Like, just like, you, again, you go to that kid up the street, like nine houses down, opens his garage and it's just black light posters and twinkly yeah. lights. And you're like, okay, dude. So what you're going to want to do is like one foot on the monitor. Yes. And then like, you don't actually move your back up and down. You just rotate your head. When <laughs> <laughs> do I learn how to play guitar? Oh, that's a different guy, man. This is rock lessons. Exactly. You, and you then, sign up for rock <laughs> lessons? Okay, here, here you go. Week one, power stance. Power stance. And this is the art of the crowd surf. In lieu of a crowd, we're going to use this ping pong table that's been like hanging out in the corner. casters on the bottom. Yeah. So you're just going to like throw yourself onto it. And then it's like, land pancake flat. Yeah, exactly. go and, and hold. Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hold that. Just hold it. <laughs> and remember, for next week, do twelve of those, and yeah, exactly. uh, we'll see how you're yeah. doing. We'll pick it up. And then also, this is how do you do like fifteen shots of Jagger? I'm eleven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, buck up, little dude. <laughs> also, what is Jaeger? <laughs> you, you've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, you got a lot yeah, of work exactly. to do. Now, oh this is heroin. This is really going to be. Whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's right. Look, we'll save this for when you are already rocking pretty hard. I mean, oh, it's not ready for this yet. <laughs> I don't know, oh I don't know who, how many listeners I just turned off the yep. show, but. Click. Oh, no, no. I imagine everyone's like leaning in like, yes, and then? <laughs> oh, right. Heroin, you say. <laughs> yeah, mm. That's how you do it? <laughs> oh, I knew it. Damn these classical guitar lessons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and that's the funny thing is like, that was my thought process as a kid. You know, it's like, all right, this is classical guitar, which is, you know, completely not applicable to playing any other kind of guitar. Who obviously. needs to know this garbage? <laughs> yeah, that's yep. right. So the the, thing, the the funny thing that happened was that my my guitar teacher is uh you know that I, I show up with two or three other kids and we all you know have the school's classical guitars that we're going to learn on and the teacher walks in and he is like um I mean he's probably a guy in his 40s who knows what he did prior to walking in and teaching us guitar but he walks in and this is in England his name is uh Mr. Paul Butterworth and I thought, Paul Butterworth, yes. That Sounds is the like most English, English name, name ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Dude walks in looking like, you know, 1987 Steve Vai. He's got snakeskin boots, leather pants, like, a, like one of those uh, leather jackets with like the tassels hanging off of him, sunglasses and like hair down his back. You know, and I'm like, huh. Maybe he, this guy can also rock. We'll find out. <laughs> Mayhaps I have found a rocker. Pretty much. That's why I basically like cut him a deal. Like, hey man, um, I, I would also like to learn rock music. He's like, well, this, you know, these are classical lessons. And I'm like, listen, what if I can, you know, what if I can like really get really good at the lessons? You know, like, could, you know, could, could you like give me some extra things if I can do that? And he's like, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if I learn sweet flamenco, yeah. can you show me how to do a power chord? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's literally how it went. And it's funny because the obviously the technique used to learn 
uh, classical guitar is phenomenal. And so, you know, I was trying to, so, I mean, I really threw myself into it because a, you know, I was grateful for the opportunity to have guitar lessons finally. And B, because, you know, if I could really sort of get, uh, get the classical stuff down, then I would get some rock stuff. But then, you know, and so it started to happen and um, I worked really hard at uh, all the classical stuff that we got. But then I'd be trying to do things like, you know, bend like a whole step on a classical guitar, which, you know, which takes up a lot more real estate than bending on an electric guitar. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I fought really hard to try and make, you know, rock things happen. But, uh, but it, it all worked out. You know, like I, I spent a lot of time playing. I was always that kid. Uh, and maybe I still am like, you know, I was, I wasn't a person when I was young, like I was, maybe I was oblivious to it. Like I wasn't into like partying and dating people and stuff like that. I just, you know, I like played some sports now and again, I hung out with my friends and family and all the rest of the time I would just play guitar. Like I would just play guitar for hours. That's what I do. That's all I do. Right. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful? Like what? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful hobby and not at all a result of my crippling depression. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, God, Al. <laughs> Drama queen. <laughs> oh. So at what point do you think you figured out that playing classical guitar and learning all that stuff actually made you a better rocker? Oh my gosh. The, uh, the first <laughs> time I laid hands on an electric guitar, um, I think, so. you know, I... I trying to remember what grade this would have been, grade seven, grade eight or something. You know, but there were these really cool kids in grade nine who had electric guitars. And, you know, and they would use one of the music rooms to like practice as a band after school or something. And so me being like a like a keener in school, you know, I'd have like uh some kind of after school like study clubs and stuff that I'd go to. And uh um I feel like I knew kind of knew one of these kids and you know, this is one of those hilarious, like young person school dynamic things. And you kind of know somebody and you try to like, you know, inch your way into some kind of new, like click. It's really hard to do. So somehow <laughs> I like ended up chatting up these people over like weeks and weeks and weeks and eventually got to like play one of their guitars. And, you know, I mean, I remember it being like a really nice strat. I don't know if it was a, uh, like a straight up Fender strat or a Squire, but you know, it was, um, it was a Lake Placid Blue Strat, which was like, you know, that's a beautiful color and just an amazing finish. And so uh, I was like, yeah, I play classical. I don't really know if I can play electric, but, but let me see. And so I, I don't even know what I played, what I would have played at the time. It might have been a song by Oasis or Blur, you know, with uh, some kind of noodly noodlies <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And... Uh, you know, I went to bend a whole step and I bent like, you know, like a minor third or a major third. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. You know, my, my hands are like, my hands are strong because, because I've been trying to bend this much on nylon strings. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I can rock after all. <laughs> uh, I remember playing, like learning, so I learned on an acoustic and I had mm-hmm. one for I don't know, six or eight months before I was able to get my paws on an electric. Got it. And uh, the first time playing the electric guitar, I was just like, oh, this is way easier. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> feels like just soft noodles under my hands. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's amazing. And then, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I find that, too, because I actually play, like, 1356s on my Kronbauer, so it's, like, oh. they're heavy. I love that sound. 
but and and I also tuned down a, a whole step, so I'm in like D standard. Oof. And I think and you got me good go doing that, Al, because I think you were playing that mostly all the time too. Yeah, I I've been on D standard. I confess it was a result of probably the early 2000s new metal era but <laughs> heck yeah either way uh, either way the staying down there ever since yeah awesome. um just sounds so much fuller and richer but um now going from 1356s to like what are they 10 oh, 40 boy. somethings yeah oh that you just the the diario three yeah. packs whatever they are like just nothing yeah. you know they're nothing they are <laughs> yeah. absolutely nothing under your face like i kind of lose track of them mm -hmm. honestly because yeah. i just can't feel them <laughs> but um Sorry, I digress. Go ahead. They were, uh, it was a lot easier to play, and I was just yeah. agreeing with you. <laughs> no, the awesome. long way around. <laughs> yep, yep. Definitely. Um, um, mm -hmm. well, so you, when did, um, and this is all still in England? Yeah, this is all still in England. Okay. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, again, you know, like to, to be, I guess, perfectly frank, like, you know, my, my family was always like, you know, fairly poor, like for most of our lives, you know, and so getting like a new guitar it wasn't like you know it was like a big deal if it could happen and again to my parents credit like you know they saw uh, me progressing uh, a lot uh, and the amount of hours i put into it and um, i feel like in grade eight maybe after a year of lessons uh you know they bought me a like a i don't know if it was a three-quarter size or a full size but uh like a classical guitar and it, you know i remember it being amazing i was so thankful and like just so excited to have like you know like a guitar of my own um, but this was all still in England and, uh, yeah, so I only ever owned that classical guitar, um, until we moved to Canada. Um, yeah. And I think I, I got my first electric when I was 15 or 15 and a half, something like that. And that was the predator. That was the PV predator. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a liar and the slammer was in fact your third guitar. Oh, Not you're right. Second. That's oh, right. It just, a web yeah. of lies. Episode oh, no. over. This man is dishonest. <laughs> this is, oh, my gosh. I knew this was an ambush. You guys. <laughs> it's been 15 years of friendship setting oh up God. this. Exactly. What, right. what other lies is he telling us? <laughs> <all a> ruse. <laughs> just, yeah. This is all an elaborate ruse to point out that Arjun was responsible for the mess that Hillary got us into in Benghazi. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I told her, I told her, don't use that server. <laughs> just, just hit sync. That's all we have to do. Gosh. <laughs> How was I to have known? Uh, this is all your fault. The collapse of Western <sighs> society. Arjun Roy. Oh, my gosh. That, that, that's anyway. going to be the only soundbite that like people remember. They'll be like, yeah, that was a good Oh, he confessed to Benghazi. Was. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll be like uh, YouTube exposés of me by, you know, people oh, like sitting no. in their truck with their phone like, oh, oh my God, listen, guys, I heard Arjun Roy, Benghazi, collapse of yeah. Western civilization. <laughs> Hashtag pandemic exposed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, now that I've ruined Amazing. the podcast. Yeah. Let's <laughs> so let's fast forward a couple of years from... Yeah. Uh, your involvement in Gauzy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's, let's flash, flash forward to you're in college and you're starting to play with bands. Mm -hmm. um, you did some touring stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you get out of that. Mm -hmm. And was Berkeley always the plan? Or was that 
hey, I'm not in bands anymore. What am I doing? Yeah. It's, you know, it was, uh, it was a bit of both. Um, one of the things, I guess, that plays a big role in, uh, in a lot of that decision-making was that at the time that, um, actually, I mean, when I graduated, you know, like I, I graduated when I was like pretty young. And so I wasn't sure, as a lot of people, you know, like what I wanted to do, you know, with life and stuff. I love to play music, but, you know, like living in Hay River and WT, I didn't really have any answers as to how to do that. So um, I went to the U of A and um, up, yep. for our, our American and overseas listeners, Hay River is, and is a small, nobody cares. Yes. <laughs> Small town. <laughs> wow, dude. Oh People of Hay River care. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> it's a small town in the Northwest Territories in very North Canada. It's yeah. way up there. That's where the, the snow is. It's no. where the air tastes like hopelessness. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's, it's above the tree line, right? I believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's up there. Uh, is it above the tree line? I don't remember. Is I've there a there. tree line? Do I trees not grow I, there's, north there's at a certain point? Yep. Yeah. Because in Yellowknife, yeah. there aren't full size trees or something, or a certain kind of yeah, trees I think, don't grow. Like I don't think Hay River's above the tree line, but okay. you're you're getting close to the Arctic Circle at right. that point. So up there into the tundra. Go. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's yeah. So that's where I was, and so having a career in music or like having any kind of idea how to do musicy stuff, <laughs> you know, the, 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 I, had, I had no idea how to pull that off. So I, I ended up going to the University of Alberta in Edmonton. Um, I went into pre-med because I was a keener, as I had previously mentioned, and uh, uh, I ended up dropping out of uh, university because I decided one day, okay, this is it. I, as a, you know, I've just turned 17 and I know things about the world and myself, (laughs) you know, because now I'm 17 and not like 15, like a child. So uh, I'm going to drop out of school and tell my parents I'm going to become a musician. (laughs) So that's, that's yeah, I remember that's that chat yeah. with my parents and the, I, I was 30 the light in their eyes <laughs> dimming, <laughs> seeing the hopelessness hit their faces. Oh, what a moment. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, so that happened. Right. And then, um, again, because so I was, sorry, um, that conversation doesn't get different. The older you are. Oh yeah. Of course. I, was I, was ask, I, yeah. I, I did, I did the same conversation with my parents, but yeah. I was in my thirties. Oh, <laughs> they're like, Oh, oh, are, oh okay. Isn't it amazing yeah. how some things like just universally lead to like the exact same sequence of events, you know, like, um, I just think of like, you know, there's some kids somewhere, you know, I'm going to think of someplace ac- like across the world, like there's a child in Indonesia telling their parents right now, hey guys, you know, so uh, <laughs> I know that I told you I was going to, you know, become a, a barrister, be a doctor, but uh, yeah, exactly. But I've decided to, you know, <laughs> this yeah. second and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be like, oh, <sighs> <laughs> for all those high hopes for their, your future oh, just meant. Totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. But, but look at you now. So, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess I digress. So that happened, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I then, again, because I was like, I was 17. It's amazing how you suddenly like, you know, become older than 18 or 19. And you realize like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, you know, people are still children essentially at that time because, you know, let me recount the things that you've done. 
but uh, I, I ended up <laughs> going to... I, I, consider, I consider most people children until they're about 25. Sure, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, it's so funny how that is. Oh, um, I ended up going back to, uh, back to school because, again, I, you know, the answer to the question, okay, how are you going to do that, yielded, oh, I, I, I don't know for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's never a good plan. You know, if your plan is like, oh, oh I, don't, I don't have a plan. So I ended up uh, moving to Grand Prairie in the year 2000 uh, to do computer science at, at GPRC. And all the while, I was kind of thinking, okay, okay, one thing that I know I need to figure out is if I want to be a musician or a rocker or a music person of any sort, uh, where do I go to school? So my research led me, you know, inevitably to Berklee College of Music. And I mean, I'd known, you know, from being a, a music fan and like a guitarist that like Steve Vai had gone there. And as I matured in the stuff that I did, you know, Quincy Jones and a bunch of, you know, just incredible players and composers and figures in music and art had gone to Berkeley. So that was like, okay, that was a tangible thing that I could tell someone, whether it was my folks or friends, you know, because I mean, any, you know, until you're actually doing it, like the, the general response to, you know, me telling someone that I do music or something is, oh, that's nice, right? Like, well, <laughs> you know, or as you leave, you know, whatever interaction it is, well, good luck with your music you know like one of those things <laughs> i i hate that it's almost right. condescending oh it, it, it so is right <laughs> it's exactly condescending yeah, yeah. It, you know it's like sure it's like outside the realm of uh, either comfort or familiarity for people but i mean like you know it's no different than saying that well you know i hope this I hope this accountant thing works out. Good luck with, you know, like, like I'm not an accountant and I could tell I, someone that. And it's like, I never what? get tired of like the, 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 the way people handle like, Oh, you're a musician. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Exactly. But everything they do, their, their life is background, has a background of music. You, oh. you work in an office, you got music playing lightly in the background. They don't even notice. You watch totally. a movie, music. It's, it's yep. like, it's like, well, you expect our product to be everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny in the retail space where like my day job is, mm -hmm. um, it's funny because it's the same like 40 songs over and over and over and over right. again. So it, oh. it, it taxes on me pretty heavily because I'm such a music person. <laughs> yeah. So some, like when those 40 songs aren't there, I can actually be like, oh, like if somehow that radio gets shut off for a couple of hours in the morning, <laughs> yeah. you know, when there's no customers in the store, mm -hmm. um, I take a big deep refreshing breath but like other staff members are like it's so eerie and spooky in here because it's quiet and there's no yeah, music no, right I, so it, but you don't even notice it when it's on like most it's, people don't it's just there and it's <laughs> filling up the the audio scape we, and yeah. music has become such a luxury that we expect yeah it's weird mm -hmm. that's right it's a good point that's a really good train of conversation if you think about it you know the the ubiquity of music in everyone's lives and how much meaning it has, you know, and how much it adds to everyone's day-to-day -day sure. existence. And simultaneously, you know, the era we live in, you know, as of a few years ago, even like what, 10 years ago when music as an art form got like horribly devalued. Um, and, you know, I don't like, I'm not saying one side or the other is good or bad, but it's just funny to consider that, you know, like even now, man, you know, people would, People would uh, maybe pony up for like a Spotify subscription or Apple Music or something, perhaps. But, you know, when it comes down to like, you know, buying like 
buying a product or buying a musical thing to support an artist that's you know the numbers drop off very sharply um yeah i think i think there's a weird thing like streaming as a service is great i think that's a cool thing and it's it's the new medium and it was inevitable Mm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know people are not going to continue buying physical things with in an era with with the internet the way it is now and Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just it was never going to happen but i do think spotify the the people behind it came along and I'm, I'm going to go on record here. I do use Spotify. My music is on Spotify. Mm. But yeah. I do think they came along in a predatory way. Yeah. Um, right. Taking advantage of the fact that laws surrounding music were way behind when oh, yeah. it came to legal ramifications with streaming. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. took advantage of that fact to undercut every other source of, of music and that's that, that major devaluation of music yeah. that yeah. happened. And yeah. now society's at a place where everybody expects that for 10 or 12 bucks a month, you can get access to everything. Yeah. And to try and change that now would, no politician is going to take that on because totally <laughs> nobody would, no. nobody would respond well to that. People, this is where we're at now. Yep. Um, which is unfortunate because, you know, like think about how much time a bride and groom spend pondering over like, the music that plays while the bride walks down the aisle. Oh yeah. yeah. For, or, for 45 seconds to a you know, minute worth of sound or songs right. that play at a loved one's funeral or yeah. like these it's, we have the evidence to show that like music is of paramount importance to us, Yep, but somehow also very little value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I want this to be played at Gam Gam's funeral, but I, I don't want to pay for that. That's, no. Yeah. Totally. Five bucks? What? Yeah, five <laughs> right. bucks? No way. And not everybody's that way, but it's it's a dangerous place, I think. For sure, I th- I think the vast majority of uh, music consumers do f- it consume it in that way. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, personally, this is going to sound silly, but I actually pay for both Spotify and Apple. Mm-hmm. I, I have both subscriptions. I use them in two different ways. Like I. You know, Spotify's on our Google Homes in the house, and kids all use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, you know, I use that. But I use Apple for myself in the car and all this stuff, so I'm always I'm always using them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I know that's not supporting every artist in the way that I feel like that we should be we should be being supported, but it's the, the most that yeah. you can do. I mean, you can't even, yeah. I don't even think you can buy individual songs on any service anymore. That's right. Uh, Pretty sure Apple was know. the last, and it's yeah. it's yeah. now all subscription. Yeah. So. Bandcamp. 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 Yep. Um, which again is a is interesting because I feel like this is a, it's like a continuing conversation, right? Like I think, um, based on even just the few things that we chatted about in the last few minutes, you know, that's like valuable information and insight that can only inform this conversation as it moves ahead into, you know, whatever will replace what existed before. Um, that's like, you know, everyone's trying to figure it out. What's next in the music industry? <laughs> or I should yeah. say, what, what, what is the music industry now? And does it exist even? And what will it be? And how is that even going to look? You know, and I think with the, um, with the current, you know, sort of global situation with everyone being, cooped up indoors a lot um in places you know people you, you've seen you see all over social media i mean people have turned to music and art as a way to 
not just cope, but, um, but to really add to their day in an active way, maybe, you know, more overtly than they used to. And I hope that, mm. you know, this, that this uh, really under, underlines and underscores the importance of art in general, but also music, you know, just as, as a way to um, improve one's quality of life. And so whatever happens, you know, as all this thing, you know, all this stuff wraps up around the world, um, I hope that we can continue having these conversations, you know, and, and kind of say, hey, you know, like, remember when we were all like indoors for a while? Um, you know, like we, we all loved music. Yes. You know, Hey, how's, you know, how, what does a, what does that look like now? Can we pay artists or whatever? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a weird, weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's a lot, you know, art, obviously I'm biased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The only income and living I make is, is with music and with my art. But yeah. Um, it is, it is a weird thing to not expect someone to get paid for totally, um, something like that. And yeah. I, I don't think me, I, I think honestly, it's just a result of like, most people don't even think about it. It's not yeah. on their radar. Absolutely. And, and why would it be? I don't think about my tires on my car and how they get made. And sure. I don't know if those guys get paid fairly or not. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope they do, but <laughs> You know, it's 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 yeah. one of those things where you can't be expected to be an insider on every possible thing, and yep. and you're going to be ignorant about something. And for most people, I think music is a pretty common thing to be ignorant about because, sure, you know, why not? Yep. Why, well, I I, th- I think a lot of it comes down to it. People maybe just assume that, you know, if you've got music that is commercially available and released, you're getting paid for it. So, and, right. And and. Yeah. and you know, maybe that's from the days of old when, you know, you know, labels were, were the, the money going around back mm-hmm. in the, you know, the say in the sixties and seventies was, it was in the eighties even was just enormous amounts of money. Totally. And so, um, being that the landscape has changed so much, the, the, um, uh, the expectation is that if you are releasing music commercially, you're being paid for that already. So why would I pay for it? You know, I, like the, I had someone ask me because I just released an EP recently, mm-hmm. and I had someone ask me like the, uh, the, feel- the origami army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Poverty for Happiness. Please buy it on. Shame. Anyway, um, but I had somebody ask me like, does it feel good to finally have a whole bunch of money coming in? And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I bet it would. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See that and that it's goes to exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like well, like yes, I did release an album. Um, let me tell you something about albums. <laughs> I don't even know if people are streaming it yet. It's so right. early. Right. Like, <laughs> but the perception is like, oh, it's out that he's obviously got some money yeah. coming in. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The fact that it exists in a tangible way and people can search yeah. it out means clearly, you know, some record label You're, has paid you a fat yeah. advance. And you are <laughs> rolling in the dough. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Right, that's exactly. why it took so long to put out. No, no, for sure. For sure. <laughs> no, you should a, you should take yeah. one of the, the sacks with dollar signs beside you and like <laughs> rub it on the microphone so people can like hear this money. <laughs> let me let me rub my money sack on you. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that was a weird off. Well no no, it's 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 a good tangent because a a thought that I just had, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who 
you know, let's thought about this thing, but building off what both of you were just saying, um, you know how anytime people, musicians, you know, musicians, uh, like us, you know, we're trying to be musicians. We are musicians. We're trying to make a living doing it. You know, anytime musicians talk about how like they're not getting paid and it would be great if people paid them, you know, there's like this funny bunch of sentiments that come in, some of which are, Hey, psh, whatever, you know, like, hey, why don't you get a real job? And that also ranges to <laughs> like, you know, well, I mean, if you like, you know, toured and like put in eight hours a day, well, I mean, then I guess it's fair that you get paid. But hey, look, we're like in a, in a time specifically right now where the touring industry does not exist. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there, there are no live shows. <laughs> so, so what do you do? If only there was yeah. another way that artists could get paid, you know, that doesn't involve <laughs> touring. Um, I, I don't know what that could be. <laughs> well, and but, it's, uh, it's funny because I thought just, just even just to get uh, out and play somewhere, I was just going to go... Um, I was just going to go and busk on the, on the street. Right. right. Just like find a, a, a nook in a, in an, on a, on yeah. a sidewalk somewhere and play mm-hmm. just, just to play. Yeah. Like, I don't even care if anybody pays me. I just want to yeah. get out and play something. And mm-hmm. then I'm looking at it going, I'm going to have two different kind of people. Yep. Ones that are like, thank you for coming out and playing. Mm-hmm. And the other ones are going to be the other side of that coin during yeah. this time right now and just, you know, throwing tomatoes at me for being out on the street and playing. Right. I don't think, I don't know if you'd get that, but I think I, you'd I get would. some concerned people for sure. Mm-hmm. I would. I work in retail. It's, it, there's <laughs> oh. two sides of the coin and yeah. it's a, there is no real gray area. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm. But, um, so I haven't done that, <laughs> but, um, yeah. th- that's the, that's the, the, the worry is that you just, you know, to be, to be, you know, thanked by some and shunned by others just yeah. because of the the time we're in is is unfortunate. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no middle ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. She sure do want to get out and play though. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. I just want to pay my phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean for from uh, for a lot of well, for touring, I was on the phone with uh, a friend of ours who's another touring artist Mm -hmm. um shout out to daniel alexander um and just you you can't book shows yet you still can't book shows yet because nobody quite knows where this thing is going to go so it's still another three to six months at least of limbo and like what's happening and what happens to the arts and yeah and yeah, it is, it is a big question. Like, yeah, what do you do? Yep. What, do you, what do you do with music? How do you, how do artists survive in a time where they can't perform for money mm-hmm. and people don't buy music for right. the most part? Yep. Yep. So it's a big thing, which, uh, since, you know, since only one of us on the show here right now is educated in any way <laughs> about this, uh, we're probably not going to solve today. But <laughs> so we leave that to you, yeah. Arjun. Fix solve it all, this, Arjun. You? Please. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Oof. No pressure, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh, I'm just so gonna, let's yeah. Let's change gears entirely. Sure. Let's yeah. let's get off the controversial of stuff. And let's dive into something that uh, I think a lot of guitarists want to do, but I don't know if most of them ever do, which is Mm -hmm. get into the studio and record their magnum opus. Um, 
give us give us like five your top five things for doing that getting ready to do that and doing it what do you what do people need to know mm, who me Everybody? yeah Okay, cool. No, he's um, not asking me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give a, give well, us you the need a bottle of water. The Berkeley <laughs> Power Station, New York, top five. They don't have to be huge. Sure, in fact, yeah. it might be kind of funny to be like, "You'd be amazed how many people show up without a pick in their pocket." Oh yeah, like just whatever it is, you know, just yeah. absolutely. So, um, some things that come to mind, and you know, all of this stuff, obviously, I've been guilty of uh, at some point in time. Thinking back to the first time I was in a, a real studio doing like a real recording, you know, put quotation marks wherever you would like, you know, with those sentences. But uh, <laughs> real, um, real. So thing number one, studios uh, is, don't exist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, thing number one is tuning your instrument, but also, and perhaps more importantly, um, getting your instrument, if you have an instrument that is not your voice, uh, intonated before you go to a studio. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because there's a huge difference between uh, coming in with, you know, with the tuning pedal and saying, yep, yep. My, my guitar is perfectly in tune, you know? And then as soon as you start playing and recording and, you know, looking at everything under a microscope, which is what we do in the studio, nobody's in tune. I mean, oh my gosh. So thing number one, tune, tune your stuff, but more importantly, get it intonated. Uh, thing number two, you know, I would say this is purely from like a guitarist standpoint. Uh, change your strings, put on some new strings. Um, I don't want to pick on bass players, but sometimes the bass players come in with strings that haven't been changed in like, you know, like a long bass time. Bass players change their strings? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, 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 I got these. They these. never break. Why change, <laughs> exactly. Why change them? <laughs> these were on the bass when I got them. What are you talking about? <laughs> Man, these have been with me through some heavy stuff. Okay, yeah, exactly. I divorced four wives with these strings. Oh my god, I'm dying with them. <laughs> oh boy, so that's... three of my kids were born literally on top of this base. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we've been through a lot. <laughs> In fact, that A string is really actually the no, no, that's... <laughs> yeah, right. Casper's uh, <laughs> reaching for the mute. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, reaching yeah. for the <laughs> <laughs> pad. Oh, no. yeah. oh my gosh, that's uh, that's okay. I guess that's thing number two. Um, uh, get your if you're bringing in amplifiers, get your amplifiers serviced. Um, you know, the first time I was in a studio, my my head blew up. My amplifier head, that is, and uh, you know, it was something like. We, we laid down basics with drums and then we're like, okay, cool. Tomorrow we're getting guitar tones. It's going to be the best guitar tones. And like, you know, seven minutes after 10 a.m. after, you know, plugging in the amp and turning it on, uh, you know, my, my tubes were old and the head blew up. And so I had to get it retubed and a bunch of stuff like that. So womp, womp. exactly. I feel like a lot of... Um, like when you're in when you're in a studio and you're there to uh, work, which is how we all have to frame it, I suppose. Uh, and you're there to work, right? You want to get a recording done. You want to achieve this, that, or the other thing. Every little thing that could go wrong is 100% gonna go wrong. And so everything from your guitar or pickup, your electronics, uh, you know, your strings, bring backups, um, your cables. Guess what? Your cable's been working fine, but as soon as you set foot in the studio, magically it'll stop working. 
So like maybe bring a second cable or, you know, bring backups of everything if you can, you know, um, that's, that's I'm sorry. Are you saying on the air that the Berkeley power station, New York city does not have spare cables? Oh my gosh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Hey, whoa. <laughs> scandal. Oh my God. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. <laughs> no, 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 we don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> um, no, no, there, there's like, you know, if you, again, I guess also we got to quantify what kind of studio you're going to, you know, like if it's, if it's a project studio and I mean, I currently run a project studio, I have some extra stuff. I have some extra cables, but you know, if some folks came in and they just went through all of their gear and spare tubes for their amps and all the cables they had and they, you know, have a massive pedal board. And so now, you know, I'm going to plug in a bunch of cables. You know what? We might run out of cables that I have. So, you know, testing all your stuff, making sure you have backups of whatever, you know, whatever minutia you don't think is important. That's a good thing. As you mentioned, uh, picks. Funny thing about picks, um, I play like these purple two millimeter picks and I've played those forever. And uh, every once in a while, I want to record something that doesn't need those picks. And every time that happens, I have to go digging through my wallet, then my pockets and then my desk and then my drawers to find picks that are like that that are thinner or thicker or anything so having a variety of picks because sometimes you're playing a part and you need a pick that's floppy you're recording acoustic guitar and you need a pick that's not three millimeters thick um having a variety of those things helps um uh one thing that's super important and if i may toot my own horn on the air please just, you know if i may you may toot thank you Thank you. I just need validate. Thank you. Permission uh, to toot granted. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Excuse you in advance. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you're such a dad. I am. That's, I yeah. Pretty much everything I do is uh, informed by dad life. You know, my bod especially. That's uh, working hard on that dad. <laughs> but uh, um, I I. I recorded a wonderful band from Alberta called the North Bloods. Shout out the North Bloods. Hashtag the North Bloods. <laughs> um, <laughs> at uh, Velveteen Audio in Edmonton, which is like a fantastic studio. Like it's a really, really great studio with a bunch of good gear and a, you know, great crew working there. And um, they asked me afterwards if I wanted to like write a segment for their blog. And so, you know, like as all of us are musicians, you know, if somebody asks you, hey, tell me anything you want to tell me about music. That's like, it's pretty hard this, to do I'm that. sorry, was this Velveteen's blog? Velvet, yep, Velveteen, V-E-L-V-E-T-E-E-N, audio. Um, I wrote something about uh, making sure your songs are actually like ready to even be recorded. Um, I thought long and hard about what I could write about, and the question was framed in a similar way, and I thought, well, yeah, I mean, are your songs record ready? Do you, you know, do you have a batch of songs that you're working on? Um, you know, is there a lot of work that you could do? Because, I mean, to be honest, like nowadays, no one has like budgets to like hole up in a studio for, for weeks or months or a year and write an album. You know, the expectation is you're going into the studio to like knock out some tracks. And so I think it behooves everyone to you know, whether it is, whether you're leaning on your friends, your musical friends, your peers, your collaborators to, you know, just, just send out some demos and see what, see what the feedback is. And if you're certain about your songwriting and you know that 
okay, the song is ready. I don't need to rewrite it or I've rewritten it to death. It's ready to be recorded. Perfect. But you know, if it's not, then you can potentially save yourself a lot of valuable time in the studio, which, you know, you're paying for. And again, no one has the budget to be in there forever. Uh, you could save yourself a lot of that awkward time by doing that homework in advance. And that could look different for everybody. You know, it could be, again, you're either sending stuff to your collaborators. Maybe you have a songwriting partner. Maybe you're in a band, you know, but demoing all of your songs as well as you can, as, you know, comprehensively as you can, getting a little feedback before you put down a deposit to go to the studio really helps. How's that? That was awesome. Bam. That was awesome. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just got knowledge dropped on you, son. Yeah. Hashtag, uh, I don't know what. Knowledge, knowledge bombs. Knowledge. Oh! Whoa, whoa, whoa. We did jinx. Did guys. we do the same thing? We did. I... Owe me a Coke. <laughs> that was amazing. We are. Well, we are. We're like one person now. Beautiful. We're like totally in tune with one another. That's why this works so well. Really, I feel really close to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbially. Uh, anyway, I, I certainly want to go home and see my wife really badly. Um, well, dude, it was awesome having you on. Heck yeah. And uh, where can folks uh, reach you? Like, where, you know? Yeah, so um, there are two, I guess the easiest ways to find me online and get a sense of what I do. I have a website that is actually my, my name. It's arjunroy.com, A-R-J-U-N-R-O-Y.com. Um, the website has, you know, like what I do, rates for stuff, links to projects that I've worked on, as well as links to my own podcast known as the Hometown Hustle. Bam! Um, mm. <laughs> bam! And... Uh, Next, ew, I guess would be my son. <laughs> next would be my uh, my Facebook artist page, which is just Arjun Roy Music. Um, I post musical stuff, and again, it has all the links to whatever it is that I'm up to. So those are good places to find me. Awesome, cool. Do you have the Instagrams? Oh my gosh, I totally do. I am on the Instagram as the Arjun Roy. There, there may be That's many, right. but I'm I'm the one. So you are the. the <laughs> the Arjun Roy Insta, uh, Twitter Oh my gosh, yeah It's true, you're one of the only people I follow on Twitter Oh, Thank you, Twitter is sometimes painful I always want to cancel my Twitter You know, I'm like uh, I go, but I, I do that too I <laughs> Facebook and Twitter are like oh. Love-hate for me, they get very political Absolutely <laughs> Yeah, yeah um well man it's uh, it's been awesome having you on the show you're one of my favorite people oh, in the world oh my gosh um still just one of the people i love the most one of my best friends man oh, thank you dude um, i catch you it's, it's been a real treat uh i definitely want to have you back on sometime yeah. and and uh you know maybe maybe have a little more focused conversation because uh well you're just kind of loosey-goosey today because that's usually how we roll. <laughs> All good. But um, it was awesome, man. Thanks for sharing your pearls of wisdom with us. And, uh, yeah, folks, please go check out his social media, Arjun Roy, A-R-J-U-N-R-O-Y. You're such a good speller. I know. Man, I love it. 
got the letters in the Nailed right it. places. Um, and yeah, no, really check out what he's doing. Follow him. Um, if you're in the market for having a super kicking cool producer slash consult on your project, uh, Arjun is a great guy to talk to. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, I want to turn it right back around real quick, Al. Love you, man. You are, you know, one of my <laughs> oldest pals. Uh, I'm really happy. One of the great things that has happened <laughs> moving back, you know, um, to the area has been reconnecting with you and being able to, you know, more frequently and consistently chat and, you know, be able to uh, talk about everything that we talk about. Um, and I want to thank yourself and Casper for reaching out. Um, this is, this has been great. I love what you guys do. Um, I appreciate the conversations you have. I appreciate, you know, the, the insight and the sort of, you know, acute details, um, that you guys get into regarding everything, gear, culture, guitar, guitarist ing. I'm trying to like wrap up the guitarist ing. Yeah, exactly. I love that <laughs> word. <Guitarist-ing. laughs> it's, 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 it's been a pleasure for me. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks man. Oh, you're, you're the best buddy. Um, yeah. And, and thank you to our listeners for, uh, for checking out the show for leaving us nice comments um buying us guitar shaped teaspoons yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you jen you guys are you you guys and gals and folks are just the best and we're we're grateful to have you so thanks for listening to the show and uh we'll see you next week see ya